These are interesting times. Politics and society has been polarizing communities, cities, and the world, so it is of no surprise that it also affects the office. There have been multiple reports of employees using their influence to steer their employers towards some political agenda, and I suspect that such is a trend that will only intensify as we approach the 2020 presidential election. Stay tuned for what I think will be a very interesting podcast. Recruitment marketing, as compared to maybe employer branding, is all about getting your message and your story in front of the right audience. It's a lot to manage. And what Practive Talent does for our clients is we help centralize. So you have one partner, one vendor to help you manage all those relationships. And not only that, we help you track the effectiveness of every media dollar you spend on hiring so that you know in real time that you're getting the greatest ROI for your marketing investment to attract great talent into your company. We help our clients with recruitment marketing in a couple ways. One is in recruitment marketing strategy. And with that, we really take the time to help you build the right strategy. And then we get mutual approval on that strategy before you spend a single dime. The other way we do this is through our agency of record service. This is a partnership with you where we're able to reach out to publishers on your behalf to negotiate better pricing, to execute on media campaigns, uh, and really act as an extension of your team. Some of the benefits that our clients have seen working with Practic Talents Recruitment Marketing Services is an overall reduction of 30% cost per applicant. That's really significant. It's showing that we're able to leverage great technology, programmatic, and we're also flexible and scalable. We're platform agnostic. We're always gonna use whatever the greatest and latest technology is, whatever the best platforms are to help create efficiencies in your media purchasing so that you're always on the cutting edge. For more information on Proactive Talent, visit them online at proactivetalent.com or click the link in the podcast description. There have been a number of protests sparking employee walkouts lately, the common denominator being politics. Here are just a few examples coming from Facebook, Oracle, and Amazon. This quote from the blog, The Verge. Dozens of Facebook employees staged a virtual walkout on Monday in protest of the company's decision not to take action against incendiary posts by President Donald Trump last week, according to the New York Times. The virtual walkout comes on the heels of a decision from Facebook not to take any action against a series of controversial posts from Trump last week, including one that seemed to threaten violence against protesters by saying, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Twitter determined that the same message violated its rules against the glorification of violence last week, limiting the ability to view, like, reply, and retweet the post on its platform. Here's another quote from Bloomberg regarding Oracle. People left their desk 
Thursday at Oracle offices around the world to protest Chairman Larry Ellison's fundraiser a day earlier for President Donald Trump, according to people familiar with the matter. The protest, called No Ethics, No Work, involved about 300 employees working out of their offices or stopping work at remote locations at noon local time and devoting the rest of the day to volunteering or civic engagement, said one of the people who asked not to be identified for fear of retribution. Ellison drew employee ire that most didn't know existed at Oracle. News of the fundraiser for Trump's re-election campaign at Ellison's home in Rancho Mirage, California, spurred a petition at change.org from some of the company's 136,000 employees. The workers argued the chairman's public support for Trump violated Oracle's diversity, inclusion, and ethics policies and harmed the image of the world's second largest software maker. Hmm. And while walkouts are trending among tech companies, racial politics is not always the catalyst. Amazon employees have been threatened with termination of employment if they share a contrary opinion to Amazon's environmental policies. GeekWire reports, more than 350 workers criticized contribution to climate change Sunday in a Medium post violating corporate PR rules that prevent employees from discussing company business without approval. It's the latest example of tech workers leveraging their position as valued assets in a tight labor market to pressure their employers on political issues. Employee activism in the tech industry is creating new challenges for corporations trying to balance business interests with the demands of the employees they've invested heavily in recruiting and retaining. The advocacy group, Amazon Employees for Climate Justice, published the statements to show solidarity with two employees who say they were threatened with termination. Amazon's Human Resources Department told the employees their jobs could be in jeopardy if they continued to violate the communications policy by speaking publicly about Amazon's carbon footprint. And while these stories have garnered some national attention, they are only the tip of a very large and disturbing iceberg. People are being fired because of their political beliefs now. Let that settle in. It is not their workforce performance that is getting people terminated from work, but rather how they feel about a political group, specifically how they feel about Black Lives Matter. Here are two examples. The first example being when an African-American teacher was fired for supporting Black Lives Matter and their stance to not include non-black participants at one of their events. New Jersey professor Lisa Durden has been fired after she appeared on Fox News' Tucker Carlson tonight to defend a blacks-only event hosted by Black Lives Matter. Watch what happened when she was asked why the event wasn't inclusive of all races. What I say to that is boo-hoo-hoo. You white people are angry because you couldn't use your white privilege card whoa, whoa, to get invited Lisa. to the Black Lives Matters All Black Memorial Day celebration. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Now, the, school president, the school's president defends the decision to fire Durden, saying, quote, racism cannot be fought with more racism. All right, panelists, do we shade the college for terminating Lisa, or should Lisa get a slay for being unapologetic? And one, two, three, go. 
Shade, shade, shade. All right, I'll start yes. with you, Giselle. So the college was wrong for firing her. She only said how we feel. She had the courage enough to say it, and I'm not mad at her. And I thought we had like a Fifth Amendment or some, one kind of amendment that you can free Freedom speech. Of speech, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. So why would the school fire her for her just saying what the school probably feels anyway? Mm, valid, Ray. I agree. I think Lisa absolutely slayed this yes. entire situation. I think we have such a double, double standard when it comes to what people can say and, and what that 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 amendment really means. We have a white president who says whatever he wants to say, whenever he wants to say. He got Mexican. He's putting, he's gating their communities. He's doing all sorts of foolishness. And, and he's still the president of the United States. And this young lady who literally said nothing that wasn't true and nothing that wasn't obesely offensive is now fired for her opinion. It's whack. It's She's whack. Definitely. Very whack. All right. I Lauren? definitely think that the school was in the wrong. Mm -hmm. um, they often want to play the card of like we're inclusive and we want everybody to voice their opinions but when their feelings get hurt right. then it's an issue right. and because she ruffled some feathers by saying exactly what she should have said she said nothing that was wrong they got offended they were hurt and so she got fired and that was very unjust yeah and so if the school had a whites only event that would be inappropriate right so you can have a blacks only event but you can have a whites that, only that's called life that's, that's called life and this example of a white man being terminated because he said all lives matter. One of Sacramento's most well-known sports voices has been pulled off the air. Grant Napier, known primarily as the television play-by-play -play voice of the Kings, has been suspended by Sports Radio 1140 KHTK indefinitely after a back and forth on Twitter with DeMarcus Cousins and other former Kings players. Napier hosts an afternoon talk show and has been part of the KHTK lineup since 1997. Sunday, DeMarcus Cousins asked Napier his take on Black Lives Matter on Twitter. Napier responded, all lives matter, every single one. Cousins said, as expected, while Chris Webber added, we've known who he is with clown face emojis before Matt Barnes added in quote, we expect nothing less from a closet racist. Napier apologized in an interview with the Sacramento Bee saying he wasn't as educated on Black Lives Matter as he thought he was. Huh. I, um, I have a question for you. Just, just take a moment and really, really consider your answer. This is the question. Should your personal opinion about a political matter have to endanger your career in America? I'll be right back after this. This podcast is sponsored by Superpass, the go-to software for out-the-box content websites and mobile apps. With the Superpass platform, you can create your own branded website and native mobile apps to host your digital content, subscribers, and more. Do you have quality content that you want to share with the world in a beautiful and intuitive site? If so, then Superpass can provide the tech solution for you. Hold all your digital content in one place, your brand, your way. Check out superpass.app. That's S-U-P-A-P-A-S-S dot app. Do you love four-letter words? Who doesn't? And then you mix recruiting news and insights in with those four-letter words. I'm Cheese. And I'm Chad. And we are the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. We, we out. out. As a manager or HR professional, you likely want to ban all political discussion in the workplace. As such, would limit a lot of potential headaches. Unfortunately, you cannot. 
My understanding is that employees have the right to engage in political discussions because the National Labor Relations Board classifies such discussion as a, quote, protected concerted activity, end quote. However, you can intervene when discussions become disrespectful or distracting because such could be construed as a hostile work environment, and nobody wants that. Managers can also step in if those political discussions are impeding productivity. So there's that. Discussing politics during lunch breaks, uh, sorry managers, your hands are tied. Grin and bear it. All that being said, I am not an expert on employment law in your state or any other state for that matter. So my suggestions should not be regarded as legal advice. Now, uh, as for the managers, concerning the workers, I would ask that you consider uh, these three things. Point number one, don't discuss politics in the office. Why? Think of your political views the same way you regard your sex life. It's a personal matter, not a professional one. In a perfect world, your coworkers may know that you vote, but they don't know how you vote. Point number two, don't discuss politics in the office. Why? It creates bias. You might start to make assumptions and harbor resentment towards your coworkers once you learn their political leanings, and this could lead to a less than harmonious working relationship that stifles productivity because you don't want to be around them anymore. And finally, don't discuss politics in the office. Why? It makes workers feel isolated or could make them feel bullied. Being the only Republican, the only Democrat, the only Libertarian or Green Party supporter or fill in the blank need not be awkward. Just so long as you veer away from political discussions. In some cases, political discussions intersect with social issues and as such, voicing a strong opinion on such things as uh, same-sex marriage would lead to some employees feeling discriminated against. Make sense? In conclusion, I would like to address all political parties that happen to be listening to this podcast at this time and offer up this very solid advice. Buckle up. The 2020 presidential election is coming soon. And it promises to be a bumpy ride. If you love what you heard, hate what you heard, or don't know what you just heard, I want to know about it. You can leave a comment concerning this podcast on my website at www.jimstroud.com. In addition to finding source material and related information for this podcast episode, you'll find other goodies that I hope will make you smile. And if you have not already, please subscribe to my website. Your continued support keeps this podcast train chugging down the track.
That's what ransomware is all about. It's psychological pressure. Ransomware. When your computer's hacked into and your data held ransom. Attacks are on the rise and Russian gangs are making billions of dollars. The moment I got that message, I knew our greatest fears that we ever have are starting to come true. The post-Cold War era is over. Dot com, the hacking. A new season from Crowd Network with me, Katie Puckrick. Just search for dot com, that's D-O-T-C-O-M, and subscribe.